problems. All right, yeah, so that's better. So why you always ask why reading is so important. Where do you find these ideas? How do you know it's good? What why is it good? A stock mark the stock is a public stock, okay? The stock price gets dictated based on the amount of buyers and the amount of sellers. That's what we call the volume in the stock. The yes, you can really listen to it. So the volume of the stock is something that dictates how much interest there is in the stock. Okay? If you want to type in right now, type in MMMB. It's Mama Mancini Meatballs. I brought that company public, okay, at a dollar a share. Okay? It could listen. They have the best frozen meatballs around. You could have liked them. You could have looked read them. You could have looked, found them and been like, "Holy shit! This is the this is the meatball company. I want to buy it." And nobody else knows I'm going to buy it. It doesn't matter what you think. Mm -hmm. Okay, what you think on companies has nothing to fucking do with the stock market. The stock market has nothing to do with what the company's actually doing. There's this perception of what the company's doing. That's what the what you are finding, that's the value of the company. The only way that you get why that company's valued the way it is, is by understanding what all the perceptions are, okay? And what all the thoughts are. The only way things move up and down is based on all these thoughts that come out and all these different arguments and all these different opinions of people. It's not really what's right or wrong, which is so fucking hard. It's not like, oh, I bought Amazon at the right time and they just had sold the most products they've ever sold in three weeks and now the stock's going to go up. No, that's not how it works. It's if enough people are willing to buy more of the security because they think there's more future growth. People are buying it for a year, two years from, from now for Amazon. For Mountain Man CD Meatballs, back to the volume, you look through and you're like, I find this idea. You wonder, you're wondering where I found Rubicon, the, the raw material, the LED lighting. Okay. Vico, which is the one who made the machines, what had happened was I read, they talk about where, where we were investing in solar and wind at the time. And the boss said, anytime they talk about alternative energy in the newspapers, highlight it and make sure we talk about it so we can put it into the pitch in some way. So I always did that. There'd be alternative energy things in one of the things, in the articles, and Cree was always mentioned, Cree. Cree LED lighting, they have some amazing bullets. When you read these articles, they talk about the industry where it's been, why it's going to continue to grow, why this company's better, whatever, you know, what other businesses are going to start coming into it. And you start to see more information about it. Then you see someone else write about it and their perception of it. And then you see someone else's perception. And then you see like six really good guys in different articles write really good perceptions of this company. Okay? No negative ones. And you're like, oh shit, like this is, it looks like a lot of people like this, okay? Then you're reading in, then you start, so then trees in your mind, because you, you read it in a couple other articles, and I'm reading it on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and I read an article, and then all of a sudden I see fucking one company reported earnings, and they said they, in their re re earnings call, they said, um, due to the huge order they got from Cree, they increased, they're going to increase their guidance for the rest of the year, okay, whatever it might be, like Cree owns, whatever that is. I don't remember what it was at the time. It was it might have been that earnings report. It might have been, you know, check out in, in one of the Cree articles. It says check out Vico Instruments as one of the other competitive. And on Seeking Alpha, every single Seeking Alpha article it says associated companies. Okay. Then I look into the. Then I start looking into Vico, and I start seeing 
then Vico's in my mind, and I start seeing Vico on CNBC. I see Jim Cramer talk about it. I'm like, holy fuck. All right, and then I look up and I see UBS and I see big firms that have buys on it. You want other people. The only way your stock's gonna go up is if people, a lot of people think it's gonna go up. When other people are supporting it, especially when there's a lot, a lot of people out there. So you need to figure out what the moment, it's called momentum. That's why the stock has momentum or doesn't. That's why Facebook's down at 165. It's down 30%. It's the momentum's gone. They're just, people's momentum of buying it is gone. The volume, back to the amount of people that buy and sell, is way low right now on Facebook. Because it's un, there's just no news, it's good, there's just nothing out going on. So volume is the amount of stock that's traded in one day. The higher the volume, the more shares trade hands, the, the, the more real the company is, the more people that understand it. And so I look at volume, when I find a real crazy diamond in the rough company, you gotta go look at their charts. You gotta see how much volume they trade. So if you look at Mama Mancini Meatballs, you'll see that the tr this chart over the course of a day, it's like 15,000 shares throughout the whole day. And the chart is like flat lines. Whenever you see flat lines in any chart, it's a major red flag, Do not buy, don't buy it unless you put a limit order in. Don't buy it unless you put a limit order in if there's flat lines in this chart because there's probably low volume in that stock. Don't buy until you put a limit order in. Yeah, if it's got a flat line, but you should never buy a stock with a flat line. Those are typically like pink sheets and pink sheets which are penny stocks and really cheap stocks. So this is what I want you to understand, there's cheap stocks like that. There's no volume when they go up and down. There's no volume, okay? Volume means the amount of people willing to buy and sell the stock. The volume is the total amount of buyers and sellers throughout the course of a day. Okay, Mom made City Meatballs, it's like 15,000 shares a day. Okay, so when you go to buy $10,000 worth of Mom Mancini's, it's the, the stock's gonna go up to $2, $3, cause no one else is there to sell it. There's not that many buyers and sellers. Okay, and same thing when you go to sell it. You go to sell 10,000, yeah, you could have put in 10 grand in these penny stocks, these small cheap ones. That's how Jordan Belford did it. You put in 10 grand at a dollar, it goes to two bucks, you go to sell it, your $10,000 just in selling your 10 grand will bring it right down to $1. Mm -hmm. Because there's no one else, that's what the volume, yeah. you yeah. need to figure out how much of your, how many shares are you buying versus how many shares are trading each day. Okay, so like the big, so this is only applying for when you find some really wacky companies. Like this is next level shit I'm telling you. Yeah. Like value something, I don't tell even guys that have finance degrees to, to think about. But I'm just in this situation for you to understand why not to just see an article in Seeking Alpha and like, oh, that's a good company, oh, that article said this, no. Look at the volume, and then you wanna, the reason I bought those companies is I then found out that UBS had a buy. Wells Fargo had a buy with, with price targets at 50 and $60. So I had other large firms backing my opinion. So when you, when you find something you like, you wanna find another big firm that backs it. See, I do the opposite, Michael. I look at the, my, the hedge fund, write this down, Baker Brothers, it's a firm, it's, they do, they're, the doc, they're two neurosurgeon doctors and they run this bio, biotech fund. And they're, they outperform like everything, okay? They, they have the biggest home runs. So what I do, and they don't, but they also have a ton of losers. Mm -hmm. Okay, but instead of finding a company that I find in all this stuff, 
that's what I used to do. What I have, well, that's what you should probably do now. But you know, you find stuff through that. Now I go to the people that manage the best product. Like I would go to UBS and see what their top ten picks are. What's Goldman Sachs' top ten picks? Then I find whatever one I pick that's best supports that. Then I find a company that's already been supported by them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Find you can Google what's Goldman Sachs' top ten energy picks this year. What's Goldman Sachs' top ten tech stocks this year? You know. And make sure you always make sure they're updated because it changes every single month. And then start reading reports. But back to the where do you find ideas? I see patterns. And that's what I was trying to tell you about when you're writing your lead cards for these people that call every day. The leads you write down, and over time you're going to see a pattern. Which ones say they, they call back next week? Which ones never do it? You know, which type of ones that have had two bids out, 90% of them never do it if they've already been to another shop. I don't know what the pattern is, but you notice the pattern. In this, over time, I'd see, I would see, like the, those type of things, and then I'd see what one of the stocks go up. One that I'd, because it was on my radar, I'm like, oh fuck, this shit really works. Like I read that like a month ago. I thought about like maybe buying that. I, I didn't buy it. I was only a cold caller, just learning about all this stuff. I was like, but I, dude, I went to school for financial planning. I was the top. I picked the best. I we managed a five hundred thousand dollar portfolio of Mach one. My senior lot my last year, I won the whole portfolio. Yeah. And the whole class. I'm, I'm fucking good at that type of shit. And I know stuff, and I was, but I didn't know the basics of how you actually need to learn. It's not about how much I could find the company. You have to manage the perception of it. So the, the reason I have to, to, to know the perception of it, I have to know, read everybody's opinion. I have to know everything out there. I need to know every single news article that came out, good or bad about everybody, everything that comes out about these stuff, like out there. So. I, I at least I have full full understanding because the last you know that you got to understand why something is being priced at the way it is. It's not because of what it's actually doing. It's because of what people think it's doing, which is the number one thing people need to understand about the stock market. It's it's called inefficient. It's not efficient. It's inefficient. If it was efficient, there would be no way to make money. It would just be put it in. It's supposed to go here. Supposed to oh, this goes there. There's no discrepancy, but like mm-hmm. the inefficiency yeah. makes up. Yeah. But that's where I say reading the news is so important because you start to see stuff, you see things, you see, oh. and then you start buying the rumor, selling the news. The rumor was when it was quoted by this one fucking councilman that one guy noticed the three dudes in his basement. That was the first rumor. When that dude tweeted it, and then it became a bigger rumor, and it was up 25%, and then you thought it was a rumor. But you didn't read fucking the other four blogs that was tweeted on two weeks earlier that was already a rumor? Mm-hmm. And you think it's a rumor still. That's why buying the rumor, selling the news, why people always do it. Because on the news, it's always going down. Not always, but majority of the time. Because by that point, all the news has came out. It's, it's, it's been leaked in some way. Or like figured out. So like when you say buying the rumor, like buying the rumor, selling the news is mainly for pharma- pharmaceutical companies and biotechs. Because you, um, the news is already it's already kind of like figured out. Like that, that's like the best case scenario. Once it's gonna, like I almost sell before the news comes out a lot of times. My my philosophy, say Chris's philosophy, is buying the rumors sell right before the news. I sell right before the news because sometimes the news fucking makes it go way down because so many people thought it was gonna go so much higher. Mm-hmm. That they're like, fuck that, I thought it was gonna be 25, I'm getting out. 
and you don't even notice this type of shit. And there's like, and then there's big money behind it, and you see hedge funds, and that's where the tech trading comes in. That's why when I say, oh, you think it's gonna go higher, dude? There's so many people out there that have access to billions of dollars that might be pushing Amazon up right now. That I like, Facebook got pushed down, and it could have been because a guy had a ten billion dollar position that shorted it, and he had access to a hundred billion dollars. And with the volume I'm talking about, if there's more sellers in this in there selling, that it pushes the stock down. And you can and you can just keep selling it, or you just short it, you can short it, short it. Yeah. Expecting to go down so there's less people to buy it. That's what the people keep shorting it, so it'll push it down. And you don't even know it's like, dude, I, I bought Amazon, I just pulled back 200 points, it should be going up right now. You don't know if this fucking hedge fund dude. That's why I've learned not to do, I don't do monthlies, like, that thing I did with you is the most risky thing we'll ever do, ever. Ever you would ever do. It's two weeks, 150 bucks. I was just like, let's see. Ron gave me the tip. It was up $4 the day he told me, or $2. Like, if we did it the day before, it would have been up 300%. But whatever, it was worth it. I don't want you to get addicted to that, that shit. Like, that's the, that was the most aggressive two-week option. The reason why you don't do, you don't want to fight time. You don't ever want to fight time. The reason I love the stock market is you can, you can just... Well, the reason I didn't like what my, the way I did it with my, man, my my clients is there was a time, they always gave me a finish line. It was like three months, six months. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? China increased interest rates and the market's down 10% and you're, you're complaining to me about the company that's killing it right now that I told you is, it's doing better than it was when I last talked to you, but it's down 10%. You don't, I, I think you should be putting a half a million dollars in now. But it's like, Chris, I already gave you three months. I can't give you another six. You told me three months. Not that many guys did that, but they thought that. that after a year, they'd be like, you know, because I was early. Like, Palo Alto Networks, my number one pick. Pitched it at everybody. It was my number one holding. Everybody in the office, my boss was like, you got to sell that. It's at 40 45 50 It's at $245 right now. Okay, I sold it at 80 100 125 It's at $245. But that's why I got out of the business, because I, the real things that I found, these diamonds in the rough, these awesome stocks, we were in the game of making 40% and the guy wants to me to find another one for 40%. I'm like finding shit that's gonna be up two, three, four hundred percent, but it's gonna be cut, take a couple of years. And if you, you can trade it, like I would trade those stocks, but I, I would tell the guys, like my good clients, the guys that still do business, I would say, they died at 60, like listen, you know me, if I still like it at 40, we're gonna buy more of it. Like yeah, perfect. And I said, but then it gets back to 60 where we originally bought it, we're gonna sell that tranche. So we lock in our profit and then we still have our other part where we want it. It's basic shit, but most guys don't think like that because they're, I mean, over the phone, it's mm -hmm. not that easy. It's, it's... So, when you play the stock market, 20, that's why they always talk about Warren Buffett, everybody at the young age, you get aggressive and you play the market because it's the growth of the population over the course of the next 40 years. Now, over that 40 years, there's going to be five or six big 30% pullbacks, 10, 20, 30% pullbacks, which that's what so many people get scared about, and that's why people don't invest into it. But if you just kind of keep building a portfolio of sound companies and follow them and understand how perceptions change the, and affect the stocks, you'll start to look for certain perceptions. And that, then you'll be able to understand how this game works. It's a very simple game, but it comes down to being, dude, that's why I have CBC, like you, it's all about information at all times. That's why you watch any movie, any brokerage movie, they're always the TV in the bathroom everywhere. CNBC, you just you need to get all the news at all times. I mean, it's gazing, and I'm sitting there, like just reading articles and articles and articles and articles. 
every little thing, all I look for is one little thing that comes up about something. And it can, that's what I mean, the opportunity. Like, it's create your own luck. You gotta find that opportunity. The opportunities are all over the place. You just gotta find them. And then have the money to take, take advantage of them. But to, the opportunities are gonna fall on your lap. You gotta like go out, it just takes a little bit of fucking discipline. Especially with the stock market, people are, I'm like, dude, if you study it, you do what I tell you to for one hour a day. If you do what I tell you for one hour, fucking half hour a day, and you spend an hour on the weekends, you'll be like a... And the hour a day you're talking about reading the news, it's just reading comments. Reading that stuff, dude, just yeah. reading the news. Going through it. Just Take opinions. Dude, but this is what happens. The best part is it's just you learn how to learn. You're teaching yourself how you learn and how you read and how you understand things. Everyone's different. And... That one hour turns into 15 minutes in six months from now. And you're going to retain just as much information. And then you're going to focus on a strategy and a re, you know, getting digging deeper. So then I got to the point where I'd spend 15 minutes reading the paper. And then I'd go into some, get into detail on something I found in the paper. And learn about that. And that was my day's understanding. And then the next day I'd read the newspaper, find a couple things, then read, research more. And then at night I'd be like, oh, fuck, I want to I forward myself a couple emails to read at night, taking a shit. And you, dude, then I found then I found a couple that I was reading so much. You, Copen Tan, would find authors that I loved. Okay, you find a couple authors because I'm only reading these specific publications: Wall Street Journal, Barrons, and the New York Times Business for the most part. That you start to notice on Sundays, this one economist is always bullish. Copen Tan, that. Wrote for Barons. He always wrote the Trader. Every time that the Trader is like the one thing you should always read it if you read Barons. It's this one article called the Trader, and it just gives a whole recap of the week and the week ahead, and all the most important things come out. It's a perfect recap. Barons. Barons. B a r r o n s dot com. Yep. Traders. It's it's called the Trader. The Trader. That's the section on Saturday. It's a, it's a, it's a weekend newspaper. It's only it's, it's five it's six bucks for the newspaper every weekend. It comes out once a week, once a week. And Copentan fucking was my favorite guy because there's you're gonna start to realize like there's Democrats and there's liberal or liberals and there's Republicans. You're gonna start to learn about those and this stuff. But Republicans are very factual and stuff, and li li liberals are very fucking fake and like emotion based. Okay. Um, you're going to see different publications and different authors think diff uh, act diff write differently. Okay, some are bearish on the market, like they don't they think it's going down. And they're always negative, and then there's bullish guys that are all really upbeat and looking for the positives. Copentan was always positive. You always would find the positive, and that's what I had to do. I always have to find the positive in the market. So you start to find, you know. Some guys that you trust, and Copentan was just an example of what I found. But like a couple authors that I wrote about alternative energy. There's a couple analysts that I learned that I learned to like because they they had highest price targets on a couple of my stocks. I read what they wrote. I followed a couple other things they let, wrote. I was like, oh shit, those guys have some good ideas. They think like me. I'm gonna keep following them. When they come out with their next big pick, I'm gonna look into that one. You know, and I, I that's how I qualify your ideas. Or come. They start here, and just like you're like this, like a metal detector, like. Aah. But then you're like. <laughs> but then you're like. Uh, 
oh, yeah. and you start to just like feel it getting over, like, oh, this this person I, I like actually am learning stuff from. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. And then you start to zero in more on that person, and then you're like zero into one of something in there. And then you start to follow it a little bit more, and then you get to the stock, and then you find a then you find an analyst you like, or you find a the Baker Brothers, which are a hedge fund, and then you start reading articles, like read articles on the Baker Brothers. And you'll read articles on the Baker Brothers tonight or tomorrow. And you'll start to know what I'm talking about. Just Google or not seeking alpha, just look up everything. Go back ten go back the last five years. Right? Baker Bar Brothers, and there'll be articles for six years. Just keep going back, and that's another thing I do. You know, with these technology now, I can see what people posted years ago and then go back and see what they said was what came true and what didn't come true, which is the beauty of this now. Seeking Alpha, as every article that was written since 2015, 14, you can pick pump in any company you want to look at, and then you can go back through the people that wrote articles about the company earlier and see if what happened kind of came true. And that way, it's, it's just recertified, oh, they have credibility with me now. It's not just a fucking opinion. 80% of what this stuff is, that, that all this is fluff, and you have to fucking figure that's the fucking time. You gotta filter through that. That's what sucks. Yeah. That's what's like, and that's, why we, yeah. that's why he would say, all right, what was on C8, that article about, just because we, we had to know mm -hmm. if it was, we missed the one next to it that was the good article. Mm -hmm. But you have to, and that's what you learn. You learn to just be like, like literally, I'd read once. I just would skip right the away headline. I would just know what if there was a yeah. word in each headline. Like, yeah, it's like this is how I read the newspaper. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'd read one article and I'd be like, it'd take me like two minutes. I'd really get in depth, take a couple notes, and then I'd be like, oh, and then I'd like look, read a little bit. And then like if it was something, I'd like read it. I'd like read a paragraph. Like, that. You know, next. But the first, dude, the first, dude, the first two weeks, Michael, I'm like this. It took me like an hour and a half. I'm like, I have to read the whole, yeah, you gotta read the whole fucking thing. You know? I didn't know what they were doing. I thought my dick was gonna get cut off at this point. These guys are crazy. Like, you're gonna get fired. I thought this was the best opportunity in my life, so they threatened me crazy. So, like, I was reading as fast as I could, but it was like, you only get half hour. So I like reading as fast as I could, but it's overwhelming. Even, but just by doing that, I realized right away by doing, make, that making me do that for one week, I realized so quick on which ones are stupid articles because I had to read every one. So I'd read the whole thing. So I was like, fuck. I'd take notes and like, he'd say the stupidest shit. How, so how, how those fucking kids get died in that bombing on Article 4? It was fucking like wow. the last fucking page. Yeah. The last. So he would, but, so I was like skipping it, but I'd have to read it. And then, and then they would, but they was all a science that they would teach us this. And they'd be like, listen, just now, just so you know, when you do your reading, you're only looking for stuff that can apply to us and mm -hmm. we can add value to. Mm -hmm. It's bullish in the economy. You need yep. to know everything, but you don't need to have an opinion on every all the stuff that's not economy related or bullish that we can use in a bullet. So start to just focus on that. So the next time he's like, oh shit, then you're like excited because you don't have to read half the paper now. And then he's like, all right, now focus on only positive things. You know, before it was like only economy and stock related stuff. Then he's like, all right, now it's just positive economy stock stuff. No political shit, no opinions. It's like, oh fuck, how fast I can get through now. You know, but I'm still getting the most important information. And then from that, you realize, like it's the, the pattern of the paper. Heard on the street. Heard on the street turns out to be like a sick little page. It's on that one page. It's heard on the street. It's where I got most of my ideas from, okay? 
because I have to read every time that I'm like, oh fuck. Then you, oh, then I realized, the, dude, that you realized the fourth time that that's a good. It's always in one the one spot in the paper, and I would always make sure I read, heard the street. I was like looking forward to it. It was like where I got a good idea, where they had some like crazy something cool to listen to. Well, pretty pretty cool. That's it.